Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Surviving My Podcast. This is episode 17. You've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. Yep, we are back. My name is Matt. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Survivor Airwaves. I kind of coined that Survivor Airwaves thing um, a couple episodes ago. I don't know that I actually coined it, so I don't have any rights to it, but I kind of came up with it on the fly, so I kind of like it. And uh, we'll keep running with that from time to time and call this the Survivor Airwaves. Uh, I am, of course, a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, narcissistic abuse, and bullying. So if this is your first time joining... Uh, Welcome, super glad to have you, and I hope that you find the show validating, encouraging, and inspiring. Um, This is my story shared openly of my life as a survivor, living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. So again, um, if this is your first time, I would encourage you to go back and check out other podcasts that I've made. Uh, You can listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acast, Spreaker. Of course, you can take them on the go on your smartphone, listen to them online, all kinds of different ways. Or if you are a returning visitor, thanks so much for coming back and listening again. I appreciate your support so much. I appreciate the encouragement and the fact that you take some time out of your day to listen to me talk about whatever happens to be on my mind. And for this episode, we're going to talk about resolutions. The whole New Year's resolution thing, and which, by the way, resolutions are not just for New Year's, and that's kind of where I'm going to go with this. But um, New Year's is always a time for people wanting to change something about themselves, to better themselves, to make better life choices, to achieve a goal that they haven't been able to so far. All kinds of things that make us feel like we need to do something drastic in order to achieve said goal. If you're like me, New Year's resolutions just fall by the wayside after a few weeks or a month. Even with good intentions, they just end up not working and I get frustrated or I try to keep up with them and, you know, I end up getting off track and then they just fall by the wayside or go in the proverbial file 13, if you will. Um, Or I find out afterwards that it just wasn't something that I was really all that interested in and it was maybe something that somebody suggested or something that I heard or read and wanted to try for myself. It ended up being something that I really didn't care that much about, so of course I didn't stick with it. So I decided to approach resolutions differently this year, and I wrote a blog post about it, which you can find on the blog, and I will link this podcast to the blog as well, So, and I'll, I'll put it in the comments of the description. But what it comes down to for me is that first off, resolutions don't have to be just for New Year's. I mean, why is it that we have to wait till January 1st to decide to make some kind of a change or decide that we want to do something differently? I mean, I get it that one year is is coming to an end and a new year is starting, so it's a fresh start. You can put the behest behind you and hit the ground running and all those catchphrases and all that kind of BS. So I can see where resolutions have their place for a new year. I get it, Um, especially if it's been a very tough year emotionally, financially, physically, in any type of way. So setting yourself a new resolution to change something about yourself sounds good in theory, but it's about how we go about it is whether it determines the feasibility of it working or not. And, you know, like I said, it's not just for New Year's. I mean, 
If you, if it's March or it's June or it's August and you want to make a resolution to change something, then do it. You know, I think all too often we all get caught up in the New Year's resolutions. And, you know, if you look across social media, there's a hashtag New Year's resolution is blah, 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 blah. And everybody's putting up their ideas, you know, obviously with well intentions. And I'm not certainly here to minimize anybody at all. And, you know, if you make New Year's resolutions, more power to you. And I am cheering you on. If you're not somebody who normally makes them, I'm right there with you because I haven't made them in so long I can't even remember. But let's explore a little bit about some ways that maybe we can make them actually achievable and realistic. Especially coming from the survivor point of view, anytime we want to change something about ourselves or challenge ourselves, it can be very triggering. I mean, we were brought up, depending on the situation that we endured when we were younger, that we weren't worth it. That we weren't worth changing. That we weren't worth anything good. That we weren't worth the time of day. So why bother trying to improve ourselves or change something about ourselves if nobody's going to care because we are meaningless? And if we've been emotionally beat down, physically beat down, and we've been groomed to realize that we're nothing, then making a resolution often seems pointless. Part of how I was raised was feeling that way. Uh, you know, between the sexual abuse, the bullying that I uh, experienced in middle school and late elementary school, actually, as well. Um, and the invalidation at home, I normally felt about this big. And if you could see my hands right now, my thumb and my index finger are about an inch apart. So part of the reason why resolutions never worked for me is because, you know, not only did I make them so they were impossible to achieve, or I didn't put my heart and soul into them, or I didn't commit to them in some way, or like I said before, I had good intentions, but they just fell by the wayside. So... I'm going to read a little bit from the blog post that I made about this. So essentially, I'm a very organized person. I like things to be neat and in their place and organized. I can't stand clutter. And I like to live by a schedule and reminders on my phone and doing certain things on certain days and certain times as much as possible. So you would think somebody who is that organized and that quote unquote together, which I don't really think I am, but would have no problem with resolutions. You know, you write them down, you put them on your calendar, you focus on achieving this goal and that goal, and it's just a piece of cake, right? No problem. Well, that would be totally wrong, at least in my case. Some of the goals that I've made in the past have been things like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to save more money. I'm going to appreciate life more. And none of this ever worked because it's too broad and it just, it's not realistic. I mean, you know, if you sit here and say, I'm going to eat healthier, that's fine. But what plan of action do you have to do it? And what realistic plan, I should say, do you have to try and accomplish that? Or, you know, if you say, I'm going to save more money, well, how much are you going to save? And can you realistically put aside any more than you already are? And how long can you do it for? I mean, there's, there's things to take into consideration with resolutions that really can make or break their effectiveness. And another thing about resolutions and a reason that they're so triggering is that if we do fail, then we feel like this big again. We feel like crap. We start self-shaming ourselves. Our anxiety rushes through the roof. We're frustrated. If we have low self-esteem, it goes even lower. And we have this overall sense of, yet again, I couldn't accomplish what I wanted to. I'm not worth it. I can't do it. Everybody was always right. I should just give up. And as survivors, we self-shame enough as it is. We self-sabotage enough as it is. So if we're going to try and do resolutions, we should try and figure out a way to make them realistic and encouraging in a way that does not self-shame, no matter what the outcome is. So what I did... As I, as I came up with some ideas for myself that I'll share with you, and I would encourage you to write down your own. 
after we're done talking here or while we're talking, of course, and see what you can do to make them realistic based on some ideas that I have. And as always, I'm always open to your comments, your ideas, your suggestions. So if you have something, an idea that I haven't covered, that I have not even thought about, or that maybe I have an idea that you can improve upon, by all means, let me know. Shoot me an email, a DM on Twitter, a comment here on this podcast or on a blog post. So here's what I have. I have two categories of resolutions. One is for the blog, survivingmypast.net. And one is just for me as an individual. So you're going to see a resonating theme here on each of these as I go through. So I'll read the blog resolutions first and then I'll read the other ones. So for the blog, I have continued to post three times per week with one guest post per week. This is something I already do, so it should be a very achievable goal. But don't shame myself if I miss a post for some reason now and then. Number two, continue to post up one podcast per week. This is something I have recently been doing as well, so it should be, again, a very achievable goal. But don't shame myself if I miss a podcast for some reason. Number three, continue to engage in survivor chats on Twitter every Monday. I already do this again, so it's a very achievable goal to continue doing. But don't shame myself if I miss one now and then. Number four, reach out to at least 10 other blogs or podcasters and work to have them as a regular guest on Surviving My Past and or... See if they wouldn't mind being a guest or having me as a guest on their site. But don't shame myself if I don't hit that number of blogs to contact. Number five, publish my first full-length book by midsummer 2017. This one is already in the works, but don't shame myself if I miss the self-imposed deadline. And the last one, add one new feature to surviving my past. A feature yet to be determined, but something that will add value and encouragement to everyone who reads it. But don't shame myself if it takes a long time to find this one new feature. So there you can see that I have the one, two, three, four, five, six blog goals set up for me for the new year. And the resonating theme is don't shame myself if I don't follow through with it. So that so that doesn't mean that I'm going to be lackadaisical in my efforts or I'm not going to try but it means that should things come up that derail these goals or I am able to achieve some of the goal, but not all of it, then I cannot shame myself. So these goals that I have, I purposefully put those parts in at the end, those disclaimers, if you will, to not shame myself, to reinforce in my head that no matter what, I'm going to try my hardest, but I'm not going to beat myself to a pulp if I don't achieve what I set out to achieve. So it's a mindset of committing fully to doing something, but giving myself some wiggle room and giving myself a break because you never know what's going to happen in life with health, with work, with family, with finances, with time. Um, You know, things are always changing. Life is fluid. It's never the same, no matter how much we would like it to be. So build into your goals a disclaimer that says, I'm going to try my hardest, but if I don't make it, that's still okay because I tried. And here's the ones for me as a person. Continue to drink a homemade fruit smoothie three times per week. I've been doing this for about three weeks as of the time of recording this, and I'd like to work up to four times per week regularly by the spring. But don't shame myself if I don't do this all the time. Number two, continue to watch my food intake using the Weight Watchers app. But don't shame myself if I go over points now and then, and definitely take some cheat days here and there to enjoy a treat. Which for treats for me are like ice cream, because I love ice cream. Um, or cheesecake. Oh my god, cheesecake. Or 
if you ever go to like a place like Chili's restaurant or some restaurant that has like those molten lava cakes, that's like a chocolate cake and it has like fudge that's all warm and gooey on the inside. Those are so good. That's like my weakness. So I have to be careful, but um, just in case you were curious. Number three, continue working with my helping professional once per week and journal about it afterwards. I've been doing this for a long time now. So this is, again, is a very achievable goal. But don't shame myself if a session has to be missed now and then or I don't get to write after a session. Number four, take time for me, more time for me, I should say, doing self-care and find one new activity that makes me feel good inside, one new activity by the end of the year, something that I can also consider adding to my uh, self-care arsenal or my self-care toolbox, depending on how you want to look at it. And number five. Always support others. This is a no-brainer for me and something I do every day anyways. So setting this is an achievable goal, obviously, but it keeps it in at the forefront of my mind to always make sure that when I interact with others, I'm encouraging, I'm supportive, and I'm validating to them. And as you can see, the same resonating theme here is don't shame myself if I don't do something or I don't do it every single time. And something else you might notice, very few of these have any type of deadline so to speak like i didn't set a deadline of by june 30th at 4 p.m i'm going to make sure that i've lost 30 pounds or you know something like that it's just things like that cause me anxiety because i feel like i'm constantly looking over my own shoulder to see how well i'm doing and if i get to june 30th at 4 p.m and i haven't achieved the goal that i set then i shame myself and and i've already set myself up for failure from the get-go so for me Setting goals with a general time frame, a resolution with a general time frame, say by the spring, by the end of the summer, by the fall, by the beginning of the fall, things like that, to where you you give yourself some wiggle room so in case you are ahead of the game, you can cheer yourself on even more, or if you're, you know, maybe falling a little bit behind or you're not sure that you can hit a certain particular time frame, you've got wiggle room, so again, you don't shame yourself and you don't beat yourself up for missing some self-imposed deadline. So the two big keys are for me, and you know, this may not work for you. Um, It works for me, or at least actually, you know what, I should clarify this. I'm hoping it works for me because knowing me like I know me, this is something that I think will work. So, um, you know, it may not work for you. Perhaps setting hard deadlines of dates and times does work for you. And if it does, more power to you and I will cheer you on all the way. Um, But if you're like me, um, those hard deadlines at times can be very triggering. So... I set general goals and general time frames, like I mentioned, uh, you know, like publishing my book by midsummer 2017 or drinking a fruit smoothie four times a week by the end of the spring. So that gives me to what, like the end of April ish, at least here in the US. Um, So, you know, things like that to where I make them realistic and viable goals for me, but not something that's going to drive me up a wall. It's not something where I look over my shoulder all the time. So again, it's nothing earth shattering, intimidating, or scary. It's all about making a list of realistic expectations and above all else, give yourself credit, reward yourself, and give yourself a big high five every time you take even a baby step towards each goal. Share your success with friends, family, and other survivors, people that you trust, people that will validate you and encourage you, people that aren't going to minimize you and invalidate you and try and sit there and say, well, that's a stupid goal or, well, that's never going to work or what good's that going to do? Like, you don't need those people in your life. People like that who aren't going to build you up, they serve no purpose in your life other than to reinforce the negative mindset that we already have and that we're trying to change. So I say every time that you do something even little towards your goal, 
Like for me, every time I drink a smoothie, give myself a little pat on the back. Or if I step on the scale and I see I've lost a couple of pounds, give myself a high five. If I've gone five days in a row by staying under my points, give myself a high five or, you know, reward myself some way. Share it with somebody that cares. Um, Perhaps consider setting up an accountability partner. Again, somebody who will encourage you and support you, but isn't going to ride your case and beat you down emotionally if you don't follow through exactly the way that you have it in your mind to. So uh, that's an option and a really good one as well that I have not found an accountability partner yet to do this, but I have some ideas of some people that I can ask and they would probably do it. But yeah, either way, if you're on social media, Post it up on your Facebook. Post it up in a safe Facebook group if you're in one. If, if you have a Twitter account, whatever you do, give yourself some credit and let other people like your post and love your post and cheer you on. And there's ways to do that on social media by keeping the invalidating people out, by hiding your posts and those types of things. So, um, you know, depending on what your social media network feeds are like, you know, maybe you do want to put it on social media, maybe you don't. But in any event, find a support system to help cheer you on. So again, I thought I would share that with you. I hope it helps you. I'm going to set a bookmark for this. Not a bookmark, a reminder. Yes, a reminder to revisit this uh, post at the end of 2017 and kind of see how I did. And along the way, I'll be checking up on my expectations and my goals once a month or so, once every couple of weeks, depending. And I'm going to just kind of see how I'm doing. And if I find myself kind of slacking off a little bit, I'm going to gently remind myself to kind of get back on track, but again, in a kind, reassuring, validating, supportive way. But I'm hoping it works for me. I'm expecting it to work for me. And I hope that um, if you do make any resolutions this year, whether it's in January or it's March or it's September, whatever you do, make them realistic, make them unique and make them achievable so that you have the best chance of success. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening. I would love your comments, your suggestions, ideas. Um, You can always email me, matt at survivingmypast.net. You can leave me a comment here on the podcast. You can leave me a comment or excuse me, a DM. Uh, Leave a comment on the blog post. Hit me up anytime. I'd love to hear from you. If you would like to share your story as a survivor or write about a mental health topic that you are passionate about, contact me anytime. There's contact forms on the site or email me directly, as I said, matt at survivingmypast.net. So with that, let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Surviving My Podcast, presented by survivingmypast.net, a blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse, narcissistic abuse, and bullying. My opinions are my own, and I do not offer any type of mental health or physical health advice or treatment. I encourage you to seek out the help of a professional therapist or medical doctor for any mental health or physical health needs. I'm just a regular guy sharing my story of survival and hoping to inspire others. Please be sure and follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram, all at Surviving My Past. Have a great day and rock your survivor journey.